we'd like to welcome you back to part six and I believe our final part of our current event in weekly Bible study for August 30th 2015 I had to just kind of end the last part uh, I was totally out of time hopefully I have hopefully I can even upload that part because I have size limits on what I can open up and, and I know there was some redundancy in the last part there but I think with this subject um, it's good to uh, I mean, even even hear it from a different perspective, and he's one of the world's, as far as I'm concerned, foremost experts on this subject, on the Confederate flag. He's got more than one study on there. He's got another series on his website of is the Confederate battle flag a, a symbol of hate um, and racism, and so he's got a whole series on that as well. And I give you the link there um, to his uh, to that study, which will get you to his website as well from sermon audio so um, now let's just confirm a little bit about what we're talking about here in the last part about coming kind of coming forward into the um, modern day here we have memphis city council votes to dig up the remains of a confederate war general and his wife uh latest effort to expunge the odious memory of a man who fought for the confederacy during the civil war doesn't end up with just his sculpted likeness the city of Memphis wants the earthly remains of General Nathan Bedford Force exhumed and move out, moved out of Dodge, and his wife too. Uh, the CBS affiliate reports on Tuesday evening the Memphis City Council unanimously passed a resolution to remove Forrest's remains um, from under the statue in the Health Sciences Park in Union Avenue. It's no longer politically correct to glorify someone who was a slave trader someone who was a racist on public property and then you've harkened back to all the quotes that i just read about abraham lincoln and about what went on in the north and all of the garbage that we've been fed and lied to and and, and hopefully the the hypocrisy you know uh really you know uh hits you between the eyes there so this goes on to say Lowry freely concedes that the urgency to get rid of the statue was spurred on by the recent shooting deaths of nine churchgoers in South Carolina by a white supremacist. And again, it's all about the Confederate flag being the focal point of that focused hatred. And here we look at what it actually stands for and, and can easily understand why it would be such a target for satan and his minions to go after okay so going further and i'm not saying everybody that's going after it obviously is satan's minions um because most of them are totally ignorant to the fact of what it actually even stands for they're just buying into whatever they've been told or however they've been raised and that would be whites and blacks you know as well people that are just demonizing it and they don't even know what it really even stands for so going for, further here, um, not everyone in Memphis is on board with the move, um, is on board with moving the statue or forest remains. Lee Miller, a spokesperson for the Sons of Confederate Veterans, told reporters, I think it's disgusting that people use the shooting in Charleston and use those victims to forward their own agenda and, and join this anti-Confederate hysteria that's going on. To attack something like that now I feel is really misguided. Catherine Catherine Bylock, or Blaylock, whose great-grandfather served under Forrest, concurred, quote, we need to have a coming together of people, not a divide and conquer, she explained. Well, that's what this is all about. It's all about divide and conquer, and black against white, and, and, and you know, focusing on the Confederate flag, and all this stuff. 
it's all by design. Um, regardless of what decision is made, City Councilman Edmund Ford Jr. said that there is a more crucial issue that must be resolved. And he asked, even when all the flags have been taken down and all the artifacts have been moved or destroyed, what do we do next as a people? Good question. You know, does that mean that all the problems are just going to go away and everything's going to be just hunky dory and perfect? Because that's because all these symbols of supposed hate, when they mean the exact opposite, really mean that. When when that's all been removed and expunged from the history books, it's it's, it's unbelievable. Next report: Black rebel flag supporter dies after being ran off the road. An African-American who is a longtime Confederate flag supporter died reportedly after being chased by a car and ran off the road following a flag rally. The victim, 49-year-old Anthony Hervey, was found dead in a flipped-over 2005 Ford Explorer near Oxford, Mississippi on Sunday, and a passenger in the vehicle, Arlene Barnham, said that after leaving the pro-Confederate flag monumental dixie rally they were chased by a silver car which then swerved into their explorer causing it to crash help they are after us barnarm posted on facebook during the chase why she's posted on facebook during the chase um she says my vehicle's upside down anthony is pinned in and the gas is leaking the pair were both speakers at the rally and hervey what in particular was well known for wearing a confederate uniform in support of southern heritage and for writing the book quote why i waved the confederate flag written by a black man end of quote so of course they got to kill him how are you going to accuse him of being a, a racial bigot white supremacist you can't no he's got to go he's got to die as far as i'm concerned this was an absolute total hit they cannot have black people that know about the true history of the confederate flag going out there propagating truth no way he's got to die man don't don't just make you angry <laughs> uh the McAllister news capital contacted the mississippi highway patrol which confirmed the accident but declined to give further details as the crash is still under investigation Although shocking, the incident is not surprising given the government-driven purge of the Confederate flag which has only stirred up racial, racial tensions in America. Here's a guy trying to not stir up racial tensions, trying to educate, and I'm sure to a large part, the black race on what the Confederate battle flag actually really means, like Pastor Weaver was just doing. But no, 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 we can't have this. We can't have that truth being put out. He's got to die. And they, and you know, they, they were able to pull it off. Not long after President Obama publicly attacked the Confederate flag, being the, the fork-tongued devil that he is, people were filming themselves stealing Confederate flags off of people's private property. Like, that's going to make everything so much better. This lunacy is possible because many Americans are completely ignorant of the multifaceted history of the of the so-called Civil War, which was a war waged by the federal government against the southern states threatening to use the Tenth Amendment to secede. Okay? That was what it was about. And the reason they wanted to secede was all this hypertaxation that was being thrust upon them. And obviously we've already went over that. So, unfortunately, the ignorant, ignorant routinely victimized well-educated individuals like Hervey, um, who knows history. I mean, what a shame. 
what a shame they killed this poor black man that, that actually wrote a book on this subject why i wave the confederate flag written by a black man and he's dead now gut-wrenching here's the next report police investigate armed dispute over confederate flag this is my hometown okay this was in the the local uh, newspaper i get every day hickory north carolina police were dispatched to kangaroo express on us 70 southeast hickory 1 17 a.m sunday after receiving a phone call about a man pointing a handgun at another man hickory police department spokeswoman crystal Dieter said the victim, an 18-year-old white man, told police that while he was parked at the gas station, a black man came up to him and asked him to take down the Confederate flag in the back of his truck. <laughs> oh, my word. The, the black man was mad about the Confederate flag, Dieter said. the victim, And there's a lot of, of, of um, the particularly white men around here that are having that flag on their trucks. Now, I don't even know if they know exactly what it stands for i mean i don't I, I i don't know if a lot of the people that wave the confederate battle flag a lot of them know the full true history is what i'm saying yes i think they have a much better idea than the average person but i don't understand i don't know if a lot of them comprehend the level of what it means regarding the study that we just heard okay so anyway um let's go further here so he wanted uh Dieter said the victim told the police the victim would not take the flag down an argument ensued Dieter said the police then the suspect then pulled a pistol out and pointed it at the victim yeah it's worth killing somebody over this well hey they, they killed the, the black man that wrote the book about it it was worth it to kill him over evidently the, the suspect drove away when another i mean and this guy the other day this this uh whatever what and you know i don't know if it was a false flag or not you know there's all this stuff up on the internet but in his Facebook manifesto, he wanted to start a race war, you know, and 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 the and the whole thing with the Confederate um, guy that killed the nine people in Charleston South—that was what really got him pushed over the edge. So he's going to go out and he's going to make things all better. This disgruntled gay black guy and start a race war by killing two innocent white people. Okay. And again, all this is being done by design to do that very thing. Like, the world would be such a better place if we have a black-on-white race war. I mean, things are going to be just Jim Dandy if that happens, you know? But hey, if they could get us fighting between one another, we're not looking at the puppet masters at the top. Which is exactly what they want. And hey, they can institute martial law that way. And we'll be the fault of it. Or whoever is, you know, propagating it unbelievable so this is why i put the, these studies out to try to to hopefully interject some truth and sanity into these issues that we're being faced with on an ever-increasing daily basis because they're really trying to get the race war going really trying to get that one going um ah, boy so the suspect pulled a pistol out pointed at the victim the suspect drove away when another person at the gas station called police after Talking with the victim, officers began searching for the suspect. Police then received a report that the suspect was walking near Catawba Valley Community College. Police arrived there. They found a handgun on the ground and a black man in the business bushes nearby. <laughs> That's good. At this time, there are no charges pending against the black man. Okay, now, I think they did file charges, but when this is happening, you can't brandish a weapon on somebody like that. 
If a white guy does that to a black or a white guy does that to anybody, I'm sorry, but this is the way it goes. You go to jail for a long, long time brandishing a weapon like that. You can't do that. He gets a slap on the wrist, though. And there was no even charges at the time. I'm just, I'm telling you, that I've, I've seen it over and over again. Where? Oh, right here. The next report. Family threatened at gunpoint for waving the Confederate flag. This was from July 15th. A family was threatened at gunpoint for waving the Confederate flag on their own private property. In another illustration of how controversy surrounding the flag is only driving more animosity, the incident occurred on Monday night in Mosley, Virginia, while the family was expressing their First Amendment right by waving the flag in their own driveway. Next to a busy highway, a man, a black man turned out to be, driving an SUV pulled into the driveway, with the whole family there doing this, took out his gun, chambered around, and pointed it at the family and started yelling. Let's play the video. Okay, so I just went to roll this audio clip and, and found that good old YouTube had sanitized everything about this story off the internet because they can't have this type of information. They can only have like the Dylan Roof killing the black people and, and, and guys waving Confederate flags getting knocked out and stuff like that. And only Confederate like southern white supremacists waving the confederate flag even though they don't even know what it stands for going and harassing some blacks of course i've only been able to find one account of that in um, all of the news in recent times i don't condone that either but they don't even know what it stands for obviously so this has been totally sanitized off youtube i i, I was able to find it though on another on another site so i'm going to go ahead and roll this thank you a Chesterfield man finds himself looking down the barrel of a gun after he says he was waving the Confederate flag Monday night. Senior reporter Wayne Colville spoke to the man's family who says they watched the whole situation unfold right in front of them. He's here to walk us through what happened. See, again, this is only going to be on a local news affiliate. They're going to sanitize it off the Internet because it doesn't fit the official narrative about how they want to portray the Confederate flag. Candace, the Wilson family spent Monday waving at passing cars and trucks with their hands and Confederate flags. A day without incident until about 7 o'clock. They were being nice. They were waving at people, being nice. They weren't like, oh, they're all, you know, Southern pride and white supremacy. It wasn't like that at all. When a man stopped and got out of his car. He brandished a weapon. He chambered around and put it to my head. Tense moments for Mark Wilson and his 15-year-old son who was watching. And the guy starts to yell at my father and get out of and got out of his car and pulled the weapon and chambered around in it and put it to his head and said, Your cause isn't so great now, is it? Family I mean, you're talking, you know, a heartbeat away from death. You chamber around, you put it to someone's head in front of their whole family. But that's okay, because, you know, he was going against the wicked, evil Confederate flag and all of that stuff. So it's fine. The friends spent Monday waving away, they say, to show support for the flag. Can you imagine if this was a group of blacks out there with the Black Lives Matter? Okay, they don't, they don't care about any of the, all, all the, the, the black babies that are being aborted. How about half of their races being aborted? They don't care less about that. 
You know, I confronted one of them down at the Planned Parenthood thing. She, first thing she said, you're, you're not going to take care of all these black babies and all that. I'm like, that's the only excuse they could give me. Okay, so I guess your excuse is kill them all. Because that, that's so much more humane and, and, and better, you know. It, could, but could you imagine if it was a white guy wearing a Confederate flag? Okay, even better. And he pulls up and he chambers around to a Black Lives Matter. But you do you know Obama would be on the air that night? condemning it and in who knows what would be proposed or called for not expecting a confrontation uh, that was really really scary as the suspect drives away chesterfield county police are called the police went down they found him in amelia and uh he said that we were threatening his life and what i don't know threatening his life he was driving they were on the side of the road waving to people nicely with Confederate flags. He was threatening their life? How is that possible? He's a fork-tongue liar. Understand is this is a busy highway. He's in a vehicle going 70 miles an hour. How are we threatening him by walking across or anything? The gun and incident didn't stop the Wilsons and their friends from being back out again on Tuesday. Flag waving being met with a mix of horn support and obscene finger gestures. And that's really important to understand. Michael Lucas, with Sons of Confederate Veterans, says he understands what the Wilsons are doing. I think the thing to take from this is we have an opportunity for national debate about our constitutional rights. And that's what's important to take from this. That's the, that's the takeaway. Chesterfield County Police say they have identified and interviewed the suspect. Their investigation continues. No arrest has been made. <laughs> now that's time. justice. Candace. That's justice for you. You know, I, but I'm telling you, if it was a white guy that did it, and it was a group of blacks, and he chambered around, put it, you cannot brandish a firearm, much less chamber around and put it to their head in front of their family. You can't do that. I mean, you go to prison tall time for doing stuff like that. But I guess it's okay. You know, so I, it's just the double standard here is maddening. Okay, so then we have on the same report, um, on Monday we reported on the new viral twi Twitter craze called No Flagging Challenge, which Black Lives Matter, <laughs> speak of the devil, supporters are using to encourage Americans to violate people's private property rights and steal Confederate flags being displayed on privately owned homes. And but see, that's okay. Obama will make no no announcements about that. He's he is by his um, silence on the issue. He is absolutely totally giving them the nod to go ahead and do that against these wicked white people that would dare put out this symbol of racism and hatred. Okay, again the double standard all over again. Given that the flags are predominantly displayed in southern states where private ownerships of firearms is common, many on social media are warning that this stunt could end up with people being shot dead. And Obama would love that even more. He would love that. If a whole bunch of black people died trying to get these flags, because it would just, oh yeah, further than there, look at these disgusting pigs doing, you know, I could just see that all day long. You know, last week the Confederate flag was moved from south carolina state house grounds and placed in a local museum activists and groups like the naacp are also calling for state uh statues and monuments to confederate leaders to be demolished including the carving on the stone mountain georgia the thing is gigantic i've seen it before been there uh the largest bass relief sculpture in the world at stone mountain 
Memphis City Council also voted unanimously to dig up and remove the remains of Confederate War General Nathan Bedford Forrest, which we talked about, and sell off his statue to the high, highest bidder, bidders. Um, some are even demanding that Washington, D.C. be renamed in the name of political correctness because George Washington owns slaves. Where does it ever end? It never does. Now they're referring to, you know, kids as purple penguins and, and you can't use he or she. You have to be gender, gender neutral because you might offend a transgender or somebody that's confused about their, their gender thinking that they're a jelly donut or that they're half girl, half boy or whatever. They think they're a jellyfish. I don't know. I mean, there's all these kind of weird people that identify, well, I'm that that ottoman over there i'm i'm an ottoman actually is what i think i am or, or no i'm a dung beetle from you know i mean it, it never ends this garbage so it's just one report after another um regarding this then going back to this report 46 year old james baker was later arrested this is the guy that did it by police for brandishing a weapon i'm talking about threatening somebody's life with murder what about that? He didn't, he didn't just brandish it. He chambered around and put it to the guy's head in front of his family. You know, Baker dubiously claimed that the family had threatened his life. Oh, really? Yeah, he's driving 70 miles per hour by, stops his car, turns around, comes there on purpose with a gun, chambers around, and he's the one being threatened? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. The police, the police went and investigated it, and they let him go. He admitted everything, and they just let him go. Guaranteed they wouldn't have let him go if, it were, if the tables were turned, though. They let this devil go. He should be doing prison time for this, and they let him go. That's justice American style for you. Baker is in court on September 3rd facing a Class 1 misdemeanor charge. Oh, that's, that's justice. Misdemeanor. Wilson asserted that his decision to fly the flag is founded on a desire to express pride in his southern heritage and has nothing to do with racism. He says, I'm going to be scared. He says, I'm not going to be scared away from people that are acting ignorant and trying to act violent. This is not a violent thing. This, should be, this shouldn't be a race thing. It should be a heritage thing. And we just went over the heritage thing, the quote heritage thing, in the last teaching. Okay. And hey, it was a heritage thing too for that black man that wrote that book that died who got ran off the road. It was a heritage thing just as much for him as it was a white person who loved that flag. So that, that uh, can't be used as an argument either. Saying, well, it's just white heritage. No, no, hold on. <laughs> um, so let's go further here. Um, okay, we've already went over all this other stuff. Now, going further... And again, they, they, we, we alluded to this. The Atlanta chapter of the NAACP is calling for the removal of the Confederacy from the Stone Mountain Park. Local chapter President Richard Rhodes says it's time for Georgia and other southern states to end the glorification of slavery. Because it's all about slavery, as we've just found that out to be true. And it's white supremacy, because we found out that that's what all what the Confederate flag stand for and what the Civil War stood for. It's all about slavery and white supremacy. That that be paid for and maintained with the taxes of all of its citizens. According to Rose, all of this recognition of Confederate generals is upholding the white supremacy on which the Confederacy was founded and wars were and the war was fought because he is the most ignorant dude on the planet to say such a stupid statement but 
That's the way him and a lot of white people and a lot of black people have been brought up to believe, okay? But it is an ignorant statement. There's no doubt about it. And we've just proven how ignorant that statement is. He goes on to say, all of this should have ended in 1865 when Lee surrendered to Appomattox. No, that's when the history books started to get rewritten about the garbage that's force-fed down our throats today. The false history and the false narrative of everything that we just went over today. He's referring to what, what historians refer to as one of the last battles before the Confederate Army. Uh, General Robert Lee surrendered to Union Army Lieutenant Ulysses S. Grant, April 9, 1865 at Appomattox. Um, then I find a, um, <laughs> this was said by a listener, and he said, and it was entitled Removing Southern History. He says, I find it interesting in all the talk about removing Confederate flags and removing statues. I'm not hearing anything in the media about removing Albert Pike, the highest ranking Confederate war general, the guy that literally single-handedly, uh, unbelievably uh, high-ranking Freemason, the Freemason that wrote Morals and Dogma, okay? The, and he wrote the Exoteric and the Esoteric. And in the Esoteric version, he said that we worship Lucifer as God and denigrated Jesus Christ, okay? That's what he told the Freemasons of the 31st, the 32nd, and the 33rd degree, that Lucifer is God. Chick Track has, has a whole track about that. It's called the uh, Curse of Baphomet, okay? It's the same guy. Albert Pike, the guy that single-handedly started the Ku Klux Klan. Now, here's a genuine racist, okay? Here's a genuine white supremacist, okay? For real, okay? We don't hear anything about removing Albert Pike's statue in Washington, D.C., the District of Criminals. I find it interesting, I guess, him writing rules, rules and dogmas for the Freemasons, for the Satanic Freemasons, cleans him of his Confederate past. So... Again, there we go. He's the only Confederate war general with a, a statue within the city limits of Washington, D.C. Nobody says anything about him, though. And he was the biggest racist, true racist of the bunch. Buchanan to Obama. Um, this is the reason CNN has dropped Buchanan. It's like Newt Gingrich said, you're not supposed to bring up uncomfortable facts. Verified on Buchanan's website. And he says, finally, it is said publicly, I've never seen this explained better. Buchanan to Obama by Patrick J. Buchanan. You, you say we need to have a conversation about race in America. Fair enough. But this time it has to be a two-way conversation. White America needs to be heard from and, well, not just lectured to. This time, the silent majority, because white America is, is beat down, kowtowed, uh, browbeat, into this, well, we can't say anything about this issue because if we even utter anything about the Confederacy or the Confederate battle flag or the Civil War that's not official, that's not compliant with the official lying northern narrative that they have reconstructed and, and, and into our history books, if we say anything about that, we're white KKK racists. And slime bags. So we better just keep our mouths shut. That's basically what we're talking about here. This time it has to be a two-way conversation. White America needs to be heard from, not just lectured to. This time the silent majority needs to have its convictions, grievances, and demands heard. And among them are these. First, America's been 
the, the best country on earth for black folks in general. It was here that 600,000 black people brought from Africa in slave ships grew into a community of 40 million, were introduced to Christian salvation, and reached the greatest levels of freedom and prosperity blacks have ever known. And again, compare that to what they left in Africa. Now, I'm not condoning bringing the black slaves over in slave ships, even though it was the British ones that did that, and it flew under the stars and stripes, not under the Confederate battle flag, and they were the ones that did it. I'm not condoning any of that, okay? I'm not condoning any all of these black slaves that died on the slave ships. But again, you look at Islam, and you look at their atrocities, which is at least 95% worse, and they were the ones that enabled the slave trade because they were the ones selling them. There's, there is no even comparison between the two. Okay, so, okay, so anyway, let's go further here. They were introduced to Christian salvation, reached the greatest levels of freedom and prosperity blacks have ever known. I mean, were they going to get, were, were they going to have any shot of Christian, being exposed to Christianity in any way, shape, or form, staying in pagan Africa? I don't think Africa at that time had a big Christian population. At the times the slaves were coming over here in the hundreds of years and times past. Okay, I can tell you that a lot of the blacks that were brought over here did, and this goes for the blacks that wound up in Cuba, this goes for the blacks that wound up in Haiti, and in all of these island areas, wherever they were shipped, they brought a lot of their tribal, high-level, voodoo-like witchcraft religion with them. Okay, that's a fact. They did. Okay, I'm not being prejudicial to blacks, but I'm telling you, they brought what they had been brought up for millennia doing with them. So unless, unless a missionary had went over there and evangelized them, they were not going to have, and with the Muslims doing what they were doing, that was probably a pretty low risk, uh, uh, low probability of happening because of the way the Muslims were treating them and how they were killing the black people. So let's go further here. Um, second, no people anywhere has done more to lift up the blacks than white Americans. Untold trillions have been spent six th since the six 60s on welfare, food stamps, rent supplements, Section 8 housing, Pell Grants, student loans, legal services, Medicaid, earned income tax credits, and poverty programs designed to bring the African American community into the mainstream. Governments, and I'm not saying I agree with every one of those programs, okay, but they were efforts, is what the point he's trying to make. Governments, businesses, and colleges have engaged in discrimination against white folks with affirmative action, contract self-set-asides, and quotas to advance black applicants over white applicants. Churches, foundations, civic groups, schools, and individuals all over America have donated their time and money to support soup kitchens, adult education, daycare, retirement, and nursing homes for primarily blacks. We hear the grievances, where is the gratitude? Is white America really responsible for the fact that the crime and incarceration rates for African Americans are seven times those of white America? Well, as I've said in times past, Statistically speaking, it's at least a 39 to 1 ratio of blacks attacking whites as white attacking blacks as far as the crime that's taking place between the races. I got into that in, in the recent teachings. I have a 50-page file documenting this stuff. All of the black on white crime. The blacks, to the blacks, a lot of them, I believe, are, are, are the, the white race has been demonized to them, so they feel like they can go out and do this and that they're doing the right thing because we have it coming. 
Is white America responsible for this fact? Is is it really white America's fault that illegitimacy of African-American community has hit 70% and that the black dropout rate from high schools in some cities has reached 50%? Is it the fault of white America or first and foremost a failure of the black community itself? Okay, see, there comes a point where you have to take responsibility. And there's a lot of honest black people out there, a lot of them are my listeners, that do this and that do acknowledge these things. And, and I find it extremely refreshing when that happens, okay? And this is sure not about me being racist, okay? But these are things that we're just talking about here, about statistics and about facts and things of this nature. So let's go for, forward here. Um, as for racism, its ugliest man manifestation is in interracial crime, and especially interracial crimes of violence. Is Barack Obama aware that while white criminals choose black victims 3% of the time, white criminals choose black victims 3% of the time, black criminals choose white victims 45% of the time. See, what's, what's racist in that? I mean, get, the, the racism oozes all over here. And it's like it doesn't exist, though. It, it's okay. That's okay, though. Because it's black on white crime. Just like that guy pulling up, chambering around against a white person, a white guy in front of his family. That's fine. No charges brought. You go off. We're, we'll give you you're a misdemeanor. White guy does it. He's in jail doing tall time. Brandishing a weapon. Uh, you know, attempted murder, whatever they're going to charge him with. It's such a double standard. It it's, it's just defies, the, boggles the mind. So is Obama aware that white, black on white rapes are 100 times more common than the reverse? Now, do I, as a white person, have any right to be upset about that statistic? Black-on-white rapes are 100 times more common than the reverse. No, evidently I don't. Not according to the politically correct world we live in. I can't even get upset about the I'm a racist. Just take that, accept it, and like it. Is basically what is, is, is silently expected of a person that's white. And again, I have a lot of blacklisters. The, the, the last time I brought the subject up a couple weeks ago, I got tons of response from my black listeners affirming what I am saying. And they're black and they're saying this. So you can't accuse them of being racist. Do you know that if white men were raping black women at a 100 time ratio 100 times more common than the reverse do you know the rioting and in the deaths and destruction that would be happening in the streets of the black most likely male population against the white men you think that they would take that line down is what i'm saying i doubt it seriously doubt it but so many white men again they've been so beaten down they're so gelded they're so jellyfish like that they'll, you know, none of this will ever even be, they won't even think about even bringing this up. I'm not saying you go out there and, and get violent. I'm saying that this should 
on some level upset you in some way, shape, or form. This is evil. This is wrong. Okay? And, you know, God is a righteous God. This is unrighteous. There, and there is such a thing as righteous indignation. Okay? And looking at these statistics, you know, hey, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty one-sided from what I can see. And then also that black-on-white robberies, black-on-white robberies were 139 times more common in the first three years of this decade as the reverse. So in other words, black-on-white robberies were 100, not 139%. This is 139 times as common in the first three years of this decade as the reverse, as white-on-black robberies. 139 times more common. Black on white rapes 100 times more common than the reverse. That's racism, if you ask me. When you have these unbelievably skewed statistics that are totally ignored by the politically correct, by Black Lives Matter, by Obama, by the, this is all okay, but I mean, you know, Black Lives Matter, right? As long as they're not a baby that's getting ready to be aborted, then that life matters not at all. Just so much hypocrisy here regarding the subject. We have all heard ad nauseum about the Reverend Al in Tawana Brawley, the Duke rape case in Jenna, and that all turned out to be hoaxes. But about the epidemic of black assaults on whites that are real, we hear nothing. See, it's really the white race that has, like, if anybody was going to, like, get enraged, it really, you would think, would be the white race. Because what's getting done to us is far, far, far statistically worse than the opposite. Okay? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that blacks have never had anything to deal with from white people. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that there's no inequalities that exist. But we're talking about crime statistics and rape and murder and beatings and, I mean, we're talking about hardcore stuff here. Where you could die or get raped, you know, or be robbed. I mean, not even close, statistically. So, you know, like I said before, I'm going to report on, on the truth about matters. And, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to, to make anybody mad. I love my black listeners, and I really mean that. And, and I, this isn't directed at you at all. It's not. I'm not directed to you whatsoever. Um, but this is about getting out truth. And we are just fed so many lies on so many levels. We just looked and all, this, this whole study is one example on all the lies that have to constantly be exposed and pushed back and, and, and light shed on the truth. Because all we're getting from the mainstream media is total lies. And whatever satanic narrative they want to push goes on to end by saying, sorry, Barack, some of us have heard it all before, about 40 years and 40 trillion tax dollars ago. This needs to be passed around because this is a message 
everyone needs to hear it. I just, I passed it on because I'm for a better America. I'm not a racist. I'm not violent. I'm just not silent anymore. Again, true. And, and that's what this, that's what a watchman does. He, he, he exposes evil. We're supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them and to make them manifest and to make them manifest means, means to shed light on them. I don't see what good it does to ignore things like this because when you ignore a satanic problem, that problem gets worse. It doesn't help it by ignoring it. There's no narrative if we ignore it. There's no discussion about it. There's no proactive measures being taken to prevent it. And that's what, that's what this is about. So that's all I have for today. And um, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us, Lord. I pray, God, regarding all the issues we've covered today and, and all of the studies and times past, Lord, that, that you would you bless, Lord God, the information that, that we have put out here that is truth, God. That it go forth and it bring forth good fruit, Lord. That it bring forth truthful narratives and discussions where people can have a a open dialogue about what is our history lord and what is going on today where we are being lied to and how can light be shed on that and how can the lord jesus christ be glorified by doing that and possibly leading people to the lord as a result of getting them operating in the realm of truth because today lord so many people operate in the realm of deception I pray to God that you give us all the ability to separate the truth from the lies and you be able to, that you help us to help other people see the truth, but mostly the truth and most importantly the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection and salvation through him. I do pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us and we ask all these things in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen